Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Power 5 Sports Podcast. With Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorowitz, and we're here today to bring you our day three of our four-day marathon, our third episode in our series of our NFC Divisional Breakdowns. And today, we're going to be diving into the NFC South. I'm just going to start off by saying there are three legit contenders in this division. For sure. You look at the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, and then most likely going to finish in last, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's go back to the Carolina Panthers and break down what's going on there in Carolina. Cam Newton might be, you know, top 10 above type quarterback talent. Um, that year, if he can replicate that year, he went 17-0. and uh, That would be... <laughs> That'd be filthy because the Panthers were filthy that year. Um, I don't think they're going to do that well, obviously. But they got some good weapons around them, such as Devin Funches, Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson, Torrey Smith, uh, a young guy in Curtis Samuel. So that's a really interesting offense that you bring. Um, obviously, you look at the defensive talent uh, centered around Luke Keekley, But Carolina is really interesting. A lot of good talents. Jake, what are you feeling? I think that if Cam Newton can return to his MVP-type performance on a weekly basis, I think his key is consistency. And if Norv Turner, they, they, they're bringing together a new offensive staff. So we, we'll see what Norv Turner is able to do with Cam Newton. And if they can return to, like you said, that undefeated regular season, I mean, they're right there at the top of this division. Carolina is right there in the conversation with New Orleans and Atlanta. Yeah, I think Devin Funches is going to emerge as the guy in uh, Carolina, the the receiver to, you want a double team. He's huge, he's long, he's athletic, he's a great, he's got great hands, and I think Carolina will be quite good. And this division isn't really helping him out, because this is a really tough and deep division. I mean, I'm just going to build... Upon what you just said, Alex, there's no room for mistake. And it's like that in many of the NFL's divisions. But I think that this is arguably the toughest division in all of football. Christian McCaffrey needs to have stud games this year. I think he will. There's no two ways about it. I agree with you. They bring along C.J. Anderson. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll see what he can do. He's not going to do much. Not much of an impact. But... If Cam Newton, on a week-to-week basis, can string together some nice performances and get both the running and passing games going, they're a hard team to stop, they're unpredictable, and Cam Newton's versatility can take him a long way, For and sure. this team. For sure. A lot of guys have sophomore slumps, and I don't really see this happening to Christian McCaffrey because I think he's a guy that's going to build on what he started his rookie year, and I think he's going to grow, and I think he's going to get better. He's definitely a guy I would look out for on that Carolina offense. And in general, I think they're going to be really interesting. Uh, You also bring along DJ Moore. He's interesting as well. He's a rookie from Maryland. There's a lot of young talent, it seems, uh, on Carolina's offense. You know, you have the vets like Cam Newton and Greg Olson holding it down. But a lot of young guys mixed in there as well. I think it'll be really interesting to see if Carolina can... You know, run the table, hopefully, in the tough NFC South division. 
I'm a little skeptical about the defense, though. They, It's not very deep. Well, the defense, they have some notable names, but this season will be their third consecutive year with a new defensive coordinator. The uncertainty with the defense as a whole, I mean, forget about position by position. You're talking about the whole defensive scheme, but I think that they have the tools on defense to get the job done. You have Luke Keekley, like you said, Thomas Davis, one of the most experienced like, experienced linebackers in all of football. That's a good combo right there. Definitely. I like Don Terry Poe. I like Kawan Short. And how about Shaq Thomas? Thompson, excuse me. Yeah. Shaq I, Thompson out of Washington a couple yeah. years ago. Young gun, and I like what he brings to the table. Yeah, I think it's it's very there's a lot of high um high re- related highly ranked players on this defense but as a whole i think they're about middle of the pack and talent on the entire defense so i think the offense is kind of i think carolina this year i think they have about an 8 to 11 win type you know, expectation or you know realistically i think they're 8 to 11 wins that's what i think that could happen this year i think in the whole NFC South, you could see be you could be seeing two or three teams with double digit wins. Yeah, I, I'd say there's a realistic possibility of two of the three top teams having double digit wins come the end of this season. I think each of these teams are that good, but my only concern is is that they're going to beat up on each other. Yeah, I think it kind of like the SEC. You know, the SEC in college football always beats up on each other. Let's see if the uh... NFC South can possibly do the same thing. Moving on to the Big Easy in New Orleans. Obviously, you could talk all day about Drew Brees. But let's talk about the offense that he has. Starting off with Alvin Kamara, a second-year guy out of Tennessee. What a rookie season he had last year. Nobody thought, really, he would be the man. Uh, Last year, they had Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram in front of him. But yet, he was still found a way to be the number one guy and one of the best running backs in the NFL. Also, you got to look at Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn, uh, Ben Watson. But Michael Thomas is arguably a top, what, five eight, five receiver in the NFL? Five to, five to seven. Five to seven. And uh, Andreas Pete, left tackle, Max Unger. you got a, Larry Warford. you got a solid offensive line. And I think, I think their defense... Uh, centered around Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best rookies in the NFL. It's interesting. Cameron Jordan's a good D-end. So the Saints, I think the Saints, they're my pick to go to the Super Bowl. Um, we'll get into that later, but I think the Saints are really good. They're in a, they're looking real sharp um, in the future. This is my bottom line for the New Orleans Saints. The Minnesota Miracle in the playoffs last year if Stephon Diggs doesn't execute that catch and run for the touchdown in the in the dying seconds of that game, you we could all be referring to the Saints right now as the defending Super Bowl champs. For sure. I think last season they were that talented, and they have all of the tools that they need to do it all over again. The defense was very young last year. We have to keep that in mind. Another year of experience under their belt. They're much more mature. And the offense, 
you can't go wrong. Drew Brees, I don't care that he's approaching 40 years of age. He's still a top five quarterback in the league. Absolutely. Alvin Kamara, I think he'll blow up for the first four weeks. And then you bring back Mark Ingram from suspension. He's just another weapon that you add to, to the repertoire. And Michael Thomas... I mean, his play does the talking. Yeah. He's I unreal. You got to look at the threats that they have on offense. We kind of just like glanced over their names. But if you really think about it, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Drew Brees, Ben Watson, those are real good names that you bring out on that offense. And I think they're some of the best players in the NFL um, on that offense side of the ball. I think that's... That, this could be the most complete, well-rounded team in the NFL. Oh, I 100% agree. Definitely in the division, possibly the entire NFL. I, I can't disagree with you there. I think the Saints are loaded, and I think they last year was kind of a glimpse of what we got to see. Or a glance, yeah. I, I agree, and then you, dra- you draft Marcus Davenport. I think he's going to be a, a solid talent for years to come. They traded up for him. He's clearly their guy. First-round pick, defensive end. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sent a message when they traded up to draft him. Right. I hope that he'll have an instant impact on that defense and definitely look for the New Orleans Saints to make a Super Bowl run. I think so. I think the Saints could be anywhere from a 9-win team to a 12-13 type win team. I think they're loaded. I think they have the talent to do so. It's just... You know, the NFL is really unpredictable. There's a lot of injuries, hopefully not, don't come into play. But it's interesting to see how the Saints could, you know, how things could roll for them. Well, I think the thing that separates the Saints from teams like the Carolina Panthers is the stability at the coaching position. I mean, not really a position, from the coaching staff. Sean Payton's been there forever, it seems like. Sean Payton has been there Forever. Since he's they won, sta- he's won the Super Bowl exactly. with the Saints. He esta- he's established himself as a premier coach in the NFL. And a team like the Carolina Panthers, they don't have that. Right. We just mentioned they, they've gone through three defensive coordinators in the past three years. It's the stability that New Orleans has with Sean Payton that puts them ahead of everybody else. So you and I both agree that the, the Saints are they have the talent to win the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of executing. Is that fair? I, I would say that's fair. I would agree with you. The Saints, they they have what it takes, and it's up to them now. Let's go down to Tampa and check out the Bucks. A lot of... They're kind of up in the air right now. Jameis Winston suspended for the few, first few games. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to come and take over. They do have some decent you know, skill position players here now and there. Mike Evans... The centerpiece, Deshaun Jackson, not bad. Cameron Brait, not bad. O.J. Howard, pretty good. Ronald Jones, rookie running back. Peyton Barber. So you got you got some names to work around, but I don't really see Jameis Winston being an elite, you know, top fifteen type quarterback. I think you got to move on because I don't think I think his ceiling might not be as high as other quarterbacks that I don't think he can win you a Super Bowl is what I'm trying to say and that's the goal so I think you might have to switch things up there in Tampa I I don't I don't like the way things are rolling for them I don't see anything special coming out of Tampa Bay this year Jameis Winston 
I do think he has a high ceiling. I think he has all the talent in the world. He's got one of the strongest arms in the league, but he can never seem to put it all together. It's Whether it's staying out of trouble, not forcing deep balls. Okay, you have Deshaun Jackson. He's going to blow past any right. cornerback, defensive back he goes against. One of the best receivers you have is Mike to... Evans as well. Well, that goes that goes without saying. Exactly. Mike Evans is... Okay, you throw it up in the air, Mike Evans is going to go up and get it. Tampa Bay, they're one of these teams that we've all been expecting a leap from them in the past couple seasons. And really they have happened. not delivered right. straight up. And their performances on Sundays, they never, they never live up to the hype. If Tampa Bay... Okay, James Winston, he's suspended for the first three games. If they can't come out of these first couple weeks without at least one win, I think you call that their season a wrap. Yeah, I right think... after those three weeks. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick will set the tone in those first couple games and their season could be over by yeah. the end of week three. The the tone has to be set. You know, you gotta have a, a hard a defining few weeks and like you said, Jameis Swinson's not gonna be there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he's he's up and down. You know, he's a turnover machine it seems like. But let's take our let's take it to the defensive side of the ball. I think their defense is quite strong. They got a lot of names um starting off with Vernon Hargraves. I'm a Jason huge Pierre-Paul. fan of Vernon Hargraves. When he was at Florida, he oh my gosh, like he's making highlight reel plays left and right. Big fan of him. Yeah. Continue. Vita Vey, nice D tackle, Gerald McCoy. The captain, the heart and soul of that defense, uh, Brent Grimes. You got a solid, solid team there. That's definitely, I think, the the stronger part of this team. The defense. You look at, you know, the offense isn't bad. You got good skill position players, but I don't think they can put it together. Like you said, I think the defense is the stronger point of this team. I think Tampa Bay is going to have to rely on their defense too much because their offense won't get the job done. I think Tampa Bay is going to go, they have the ability to go, let's say, five wins to seven wins. I think that's realistic in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' uh, future. Two key things for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I think they need a breakout season from their second-round pick, Ronald Jones, from the running back position, and their defense needs to get rest. If their offense can't keep the defense, you know, the defense needs they need some downtime. Yeah. But if the offense they they need to stay on the field. And by middle of the season, 7 8 weeks in, the defense could be burnt out. I think that's that's there's a chance that that might happen. For sure. That's all of that is a possibility and I agree with you on that. Let's go down to the uh Atlanta Falcons, a very interesting and very highly skilled team. Like you said with the Saints, one of the most complete teams in the NFL, you could make a case that the Falcons are up there as well. Both sides of the ball, tons of athletes, tons of talent everywhere on the offense and defense. Starting off with the offense, you got to get into Julio Jones, arguably, arguably, now chill out, the best receiver in the NFL, maybe. He did not have the best year last year, but you look at the prior years, he's got the he's in the conversation for sure. I think he is not to be messed with. The 
I wouldn't want to go up against the Atlanta Falcons offense any day of the week. Matt Ryan, we've said it on previous podcasts. He's just a couple years removed from an MVP season. I think he has the ability to return to that form For sure. this year. And Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, that's a dynamic duo mm-hmm. for wide receivers. And you have another dynamic duo in Devontae Freeman and... Tevin Coleman. Exactly. And then you have a... Austin Hooper emerged last year as one of the most athletic, best tight ends in football. So you got a great receiving core. You got two. You got a two-headed monster in the running back position. And last but certainly not least on that offense... You got the great offensive line centered around left tackle Jake Matthews and Alex Mack. So the Atlanta Falcons on offense, there's no problems there. You got plenty of time to make a pass with that great old line. Matt Ryan, if he can get back to that 2016 MVP season, no problem. Two great running backs, two great receivers, and you throw along Calvin Ridley from Alabama. Let's see how he rolls. Uh, I think he'll be quite solid. One of the best tight ends. Offense, they're set. Defensively, they have a pretty good defense as well. It wasn't what they what it. It's not what it used to be a few years ago, but it's still very solid. You got to look at Vic Beasley, uh, the D end. Really solid all around. Uh, True Font, a decent corner. Anyone else you see? I like Keanu Neal uh, at the free safety position. I think he's a stud. Desmond Trufant, he's unreal. I like Deion Jones, mm-hmm. linebacker, and Vic Beasley. He is, uh, he's unstoppable. Yeah, I really like Vic Beasley. I think Vic Beasley is he's one of those guys. He's just getting better, you know. And Takaris McKinley. This is his. I like him too. This is going to be his fourth season, and it seems like the first three seasons that he's had have been tremendous. He's just on the rise. He's continuously getting better. Uh, he's he's not to be messed with. I think the Atlanta Falcons are very solid on defense and offense. They're ver- the two most complete teams in the NFC and in the NFL might be the Falcons and the Saints back-to-back. Well, I agree. I, I think no matter who they play, no matter the location, the setting, the weather, the time, Atlanta, I think they're going to be in whatever game they play in. Like, they have the ability to go out there and win on any given Sunday. That's what that's what you can expect from a team that has such a young, aggressive defense that complements an elite, potent offense. For sure. That's what you can expect. All right, so we've pretty much broken down every team in the NFC South. Now let's get into how we think they're going to end up, starting off with the team we started at first, Carolina Panthers. I say 11 to 8 to 11 wins. That's their range. I think it's going to be really difficult this year to win. I see them going 9 and 7. Uh, I think they're going to be quite good. I think it's just the defense isn't very deep, and you got a little bit of an ex- un- inexperienced offense, so that might shoot them in the foot a little bit. New Orleans, I think, to be honest, I think New Orleans has Super Bowl talent. I think they're going I think they could go to the Super Bowl. They're going to be filthy this year. Twelve and four, Tampa six and nine or uh, six and ten. Tough, tough season. I don't see them bouncing back from Jameis being gone. Atlanta, I think Atlanta is really good. I see them going ten and six. 
making a big playoff run in the end. That's a really solid division that you have in the NFC South, so it's really deep. Uh, it's tough to compete in. Like I said, th- if the Minnesota Miracle didn't happen, the New Orleans Saints could be going for their second consecutive Super Bowl this season. I think the Saints will win the division. They'll be having a ma- a monster season. Yeah. In second place, the Atlanta Falcons. I- honestly, I might see... I'm going to go and predict Carolina and Atlanta to be tied for second place. Or if they go second, third, it'll only be a difference of one win. And Tampa will come in last. Tampa, the bar is set low yeah. for Tampa. To I don't expect least. much of them. But my difference maker is consistency at the quarterback position and coaching. I don't know who's going to come out on top between New Orleans, Atlanta, and Carolina in terms of those aspects of the game. But if you can have a quarterback that's going to go out there and make plays on a week-to-week basis and put up high-scoring numbers, because all of these teams have weapons. That's undeniable. If you can, If you have a head coach and coaching staffs that put together solid game plans every week and prepare for each team that they face as if they've never played them before. That could be the difference maker, but I laid it all out there. New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, that could flip-flop easily, and Tampa. Yeah, I, that's a very interesting. Uh, I agree with pretty much most of your picks. I think the NFC South is arguably one of the best divisions in the NFL. We'll see how it rolls out in a few weeks. We'll really get the the tone will be set for all four of those teams. So thanks for listening, guys. Till next time, we're going to finish off with our NFC West to cap off the NFC uh, divisional coverage for all four of the divisions. So make sure you stick around for that. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on iTunes. And stay tuned. Till next time.